Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Galt. What's going on, dude? Not much. Looking forward to another week. Week one was a wild one, so I am just excited for the second week of college football. Yep, we're going to keep rolling on, baby. And the guest today with us, my man, C-squared, Chris Collins. How's it going? What's going on? Happy to be here, guys. Appreciate you having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. So, uh, Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to the loyal fans and the listeners of Half the Distance to the Goal. Uh, Chris Collins went to UNCW with my boy Marcus. We go back, uh, you know, big sports guy, Carolina fan, sometimes good, sometimes bad. So uh, excited to show these guys my locks and show them how to do it. Well, like you said, you were going to bring your lockiest locks. So that's what I do. Re- ready to get them laid and played. But before we do that, uh, Brett, who brings us this show? We already know it's now an Coastal Barbecue. The great guys from 910 Coastal Barbecue, baby. I'm excited to hear what they uh what they have this weekend for us. You know, their their posts on Instagram have really been looking good lately. They've been smoking like full chickens, like spatchcock chickens. There's been like steak reverse seared. Everything looks very, very yummy. And of course, as last week, they have a they have a future for us for game of the week this week. And we'll get into game of the week a little bit later on. Um, I know I have a play on that game similar to them. Um I did as well. Okay, cool. And uh, Chris, you may as well. Um, So let's go ahead and recap week one. Week one was a little bit of a wild week, but leader in the clubhouse, 1-0, boys from 9-1-0 Coastal Barbecue. They had Kentucky minus 16, and they covered all day long. They go down to Gainesville this week, correct? That is correct, which should be a sneaky good game after that uh, big win for Florida over Utah this past weekend. Yep, that was in discussion for our game of the week. It didn't quite make it, but we do have a good one for you. I guess going next down the list, uh, Marcus, myself, I was three and four last week. Definitely got off to a rough start. Um, Purdue kind of let me down, but they played a pretty tough game against Penn State. Virginia Tech, that program is abysmal. It's in a lot worse shape than I thought it was, and Brent Pry has his work cut out for him. I'm very surprised that they're a three-point favorite against Boston College uh, this week because I think Dracovic – can easily outscore Grant Wells based on the four interception montage that we had last week. I mean, you're talking about a Boston College team that just lost to uh, Rutgers, though. So, yeah, I think it's a low-scoring game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, Yeah, it's at it's in Blacksburg. That probably gets you a couple points. Yeah. Well, it's down to two and a half now. If the saying's true, and I think this is mostly for NFL, but if you get three points for playing at home. Virginia Tech's technically a .5 dog in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep on rolling. So definitely started out 0-2. Um, Thursday and Friday were pretty rough for me, but Saturday we got a couple wins on the board. Started out NC State 
looked terrible in Greenville. Squeaked out a win. Very, very lucky win for the Wolfpack. So they moved from 13 to 18 in the AP poll. But, you know, that's why you play the football games. A W is a W is a W. But then, Brett, our pigs look good. Arkansas looked great against Cincinnati. You know, held them off towards the end when the, the, the Bearcats tried to storm back. And then we had Oklahoma. Venables, they got it done by 32. Barely, yeah. I had 31 and a half, but they got it done for me against UTEP, I believe. Um, Definitely my worst pick of the weekend was Oregon plus 17. I really thought they had enough talent on that roster to hang around, but goodness gracious, Bo Nix is Bo Nix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Went off. (laughs) Do you think Bo Nix is a starter um, at the end of the season for Oregon? Absolutely not. Right. Definitely not. Yeah, by plus 17, that was never in play at all. <laughs> and then um, Clemson got it done against Georgia Tech. Um, they, they, dude, we'll, we'll probably get into this a little bit later on in the show, but DJ. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> nipping at those heels. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like a Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence kind of mm-hmm. situation, like maybe a Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler. I agree. I agree 100%. But that brought me to three and four on the week. I am five and seven overall from for this season. And we're looking to have a heater this week. I really like the card this week more than I did week zero and more than I did week one. So we'll see if we can get it rolling. Next up was Brett. Brett was two and three. He also t- took Purdue and a heartbreaker against Penn State and Pitt. Won the game, but they did not cover seven and a half for him. The emotional hedge didn't work. No, it did not. It did not. And that's a game we should have won too. We choked that one away. So, so other than the the, the Eric tip off the fingertips leading to the pick six, how'd you feel about your nears? I, I thought we looked good, honestly. I thought the defense. I mean, we were all over slows the whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sacked him four or five times. Um, JT Daniels, I thought looked good. I thought he looked. A lot better. I I was worried about him going in. I mean, I really didn't know what to expect. I thought he was accurate. He was on point. We dropped. I mean, the wide receivers dropped four or five, six passes that could have easily been caught. The one by Bryce Force, we Bryce Four Weed in the, with the pick six. That was that was pretty much the game. But I thought our offense looked good. Donaldson, the new the freshman running back that we have, I think he's going to be a potentially a beast to come forward with the rest of the week or rest of the season. So if JT Daniels can stay healthy and the the defense can stay healthy as well, I mean, I, I thought we looked good. I think we have a sneaky test against Kansas this weekend, honestly. I really do. I think that could be a sneaky game. We know Kansas, they're still Kansas, but it's Leipold. He's got them, he's got them uh, kind of going up a little bit, trending upwards. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little worried about that one. So are you picking the West Virginia-Kansas game? If not, I want to get your opinion on the spread. I, I'm not picking it, no. I'm a little too scared. I think the 13-and-a-half, I don't know. I, I think the main thing is is it's good it's a Morgantown. If it was at Kansas, I would be a little more worried about it. But I think the also the thing is is you're coming off an emotional loss where you really have the game. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what scares me is coming out flat because it's Kansas and then Kansas comes and kind of bites you in the butt. So I'm not picking it. I'm a little worried about it, low key. But athletic wise, I mean, we should be able to handle them. But uh, uh, it's a sneaky game. It really is. So Chris, do you have a play for that game, West Virginia, Kansas? If so, we'll we'll stop talking about it. 
No, I don't have a play for it, but I would bet anything against Kansas. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, Brett, I, you you articulated my point perfectly. I had you on my card, but I had to take you off at the end because I I just saw hangover game. You know, very emotional, like win in your hands almost like literally almost in your hands to just have it yeah. all the way I could definitely see you coming out flat and um not covering 13 still winning the game but I could see the 13 points being a little bit too much if if that's the way the Mountaineers uh go, yeah. go. I think it, I think it'll be interesting because it's the first home game so I'm hoping the fans come out in full force it's a night game too it's 6 p.m game so I think maybe since it's not a noon game or anything like that maybe people will come out for it. I think I think the crowd is going to be a big part of that too. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting though, but I think it's a sneaky trap game at the beginning of the year after coming out of emotional loss. Yep, agree. And then you got it done. Arkansas land six and a half. They covered it. Utah plus three did not hit for you, but FSU got it done on the field. Yeah. Yeah. LSU. Yeah. Big win for Mike Dude, yeah. go ahead and take us through your FSU um. Th- that viewing for you i mean that was first of all i get, i'm so sorry for the guy for the what, number eight or whatever for lsu but and then they get down there fsu all they have to do is punch it in from the one and the guy fumbles the fumbles the um the pass off or whatever and then they drive him all the way down and then to lose like on a on a blocked pat Right. Which I mean, to, to be fair, they didn't block for the guy either. No. I mean, they, they let that guy go. I don't. I don't necessarily think that was the kicker's fault because they didn't block for the guy. I mean, it's not like an ECU situation where yeah. he. No, it's not. Crazy. Oh yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, good for Mike Norvell though. You know. Yeah, that was that was a really big win for the ACC. They needed it. God knows they needed it because they, of they did need it. I I, th- I feel like we didn't. We didn't talk enough about the NC State game, I thought. I mean, Leary looked terrible. The offense looked awful. To score 14 points against ECU, I mean, like on the offensive side, you know, besides the block punt. Yeah, yeah. so let me dive into this game because I was there in person. First off, I just want to shame ECU. And it's not the fans, not the fans at all. It's the facilities and, like, all the intricacies of their game day management there. This was the biggest crowd ever in Dowdy Ficklin history. This game was a nightmare. So in the first quarter, the stadium wide runs out of water. It's 95 degrees in Greenville. I mean, high noon, the whole stadium is like sun beating down on you. No clouds in the sky for the first half, just about. Towards the end of the first half, got some cloud cover. Stadium's out of water. Dude, there were people in front of us that were going to get like water when we thought it was in stock and beers and they were gone literally the whole first half the credit card machines went down most stadiums now are cashless so i mean what do you do between no water the water fountains there was barely any water pressure in them like there were ems people going up and down the stands around the concourse it looked it kind of looked like halloween in greenville I knew you mentioned about the uh, the credit card situation because you, you texted in the group chat about that, but I had no clue about the uh, the water situation. Yeah, I mean, no water stadium wide, and dude, it was it was it was bad. So going back to the game, of course, 
NC State's up by 14 points going into the second half. It's 21 to seven. Um, they scored a touchdown and then they blocked a punt and and scored on that. So good special teams by NC State. And I think that's four games in a row dating back to last season where special teams has had a had a touchdown score. So I mean, very good. But overall, the offense the offense has a lot of talent. The running situation wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but the play calling. Yeah, it's awful. It's the most annoying play calling I've ever seen. You have athletes, so throw the ball down the field. All the the goal line situation was terrible. That execution, I mean, getting stuffed like four plays in a row, like that offensive line has talent. You got to man up, get it in the end zone. Quit throwing screen passes out of the backfield to the running back every damn play. Like they have so much talent on that team, even with losing Emeka Amizi and Ricky Person and Bam Knight they should still be able to function similarly like they did last season, and it did not happen. So, I mean, this weekend, you, you got a tune-up game against Charleston Southern. Don't turn this into a dogfight or something's really going to be wrong. You don't think them being ranked got to their head at all? No, I, I really just think the play calling was awful. Tim, I, I, think, I think that was a trap game from the beginning, though. I mean, you got a lot of expectations coming to the season. You're facing ECU who really – In-state – yeah, in-state, I mean, it's, it's considered a big rivalry game, especially on ECU's side. So, I mean, you knew they were going to come out hungry. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's a lot of people counting uh, NC State out because of that now. So, maybe that's what they needed. I think Dave Dorn even said that in his post-game conference or post-game press conference that, like, hey, we kind of need this. I mean, because let's be honest, State should have lost that game. Yep, and there's only one team in the triangle that came out of uh, week one happy, and that was Duke pitching a shutout to Temple. Um, Chris, go ahead and talk to us about uh, your, your Tar Holes. Hey, man, that was a, it was a pretty crazy game, uh, just a little bit. Basketball score, you know, we're basketball school. Uh, if you want a lock, you can go ahead and take Carolina basketball national champions. That's a, that's a lock for you. Oh, he's already thrown <laughs> But, no, man, that, that was just a crazy game. I don't know. I mean – the offense is going to be good. The defense is just terrible. And, I mean, that was supposed to be our strong suit was, you know, defensive line, everything about the defense. But the DBs are – couldn't stop them for anything. So 40 points in the fourth quarter is unheard of. Right, just blowing it in the fourth quarter. Four. It's usually when Matt falls asleep, though, to be fair. You know, that's his nap time. <laughs> He probably struggles on uh, on late games or whatever. He probably oh, hates yeah. night games. <laughs> That's the only reason why I had any confidence. 12 o'clock games, he's pretty good. He's awake. 3 o'clock, he, that's nap time, so he probably starts off slow there. And then any night games, it's like, does he even know what down it is? I don't think so. That's, but, that's hilarious. Drake May looks phenomenal. I'll give you that. Like, he, he he's great. a damn stud. But that defense, God. Yeah, and I don't think there's going to be a problem with May. You know, it's all in his family. He, he can't rise to any – you know, he's not going to be scared of any situation because he's already seen it all happen, so. Yep, all right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, Brett, you are 2-5 and five overall for the season. Again, I am 5-7. and seven. Now, when Coastal Barbecue is 1-1. One and one. So, it's time to get back on track. I think I looked uh, at the stats last season. I think I was 7-1 and one at this point last season. Let's pull it up real quick. I was 7-1. and one. Brett, you were four and three overall. So let's pick it up, give the listeners some wins, and um, let's get back on track. 
But as always, Chris, you are the guest this week. So go ahead and give us your first pick. Let's actually start out with Thursday. So um, anybody have a or Friday, anybody have a game for or a pick for Louisville, UCF or Boise State, New Mexico State? Yeah, I got I got Louisville as a part of my dog of the day. Kind of is it a little early for the dog of the day? Not is that well. something I do right? Nope. Go ahead, put it on us. Yeah, that's Louisville. That's my dog of the day right there. I think uh, you know, obviously there was hype around Malik Cunningham going in and all that. Syracuse kicks their butt, which you know, no excuse for that. They should have easily, you know, they should have won. They're at least not been embarrassed like that, but. I think now it's on the other side. It's overhyped that they're a terrible team. They come into UCF. The only thing that kind of scares me, they're on the road at UCF. But I think Louisville, Malik Cunningham, they get back to business and light them up. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be scared to bet money line on them, but I have them with the spread plus Five six. And a half. Uh, six. Yeah, I took six. I do a little, you know, took yep. the half on them and took the six. Yep, I can get you six. Yeah, Sports Illustrated Sportsbook has six points, so I'll give it to you. Um, I actually also have a play on this game. Because they looked so bad last week, um, I think 61.5 points is a lot. So I'm taking Louisville UCF under 61.5. I, I kind of see this game playing. If, if Louisville does get it back on track and give or take, Syracuse defense did look pretty good. I think UCF's is kind of on par with Syracuse. So maybe they score 21 points, 28 and I can see UCF scoring in the high 20s, like low 30s. So I like the underplay here. I think that's a decent amount of points to um to give up. And let's see, total 61 and a half looks like the best I can get. No 62s out there. All right, cool. Brett, any any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I'm not playing this game. I was thinking about it. I mean, I, I was kind of shocked to see that Louisville-Syracuse score, to be honest, because, like you said, all the hype was coming in this year with Malik Cunningham. Cunningham back, dynamic quarterback. So I'm staying away from this one because after that, I kind of have my doubts, especially when you're going to UCF. Yep, I agree. All right, Boise State, New Mexico State, no plays, boys? Nope, uh, nothing. All right, uh, Chris, take us wherever you want to go for Saturday. Um, I'll stay away from the heels for now, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, Wake Forest does now with the news about Sam Hartman coming back. So I'm riding on that train. I think uh, I think it opened at like six and a half or six. Yeah, yep. six. And um, so I took it at 12 and a half. I think, you know, Vanderbilt, they're – what are they, 1-0 now? They played Elon. And Elon, I know my dad is an alum of Elon, and Elon's football team has always been trash. So the idea that Elon hung with them, Elon lost uh, – let me see. I got it right here. 42 to 31. So if Elon put up 31 on Vanderbilt with Sam Hartman coming back. I think he's got a lot to prove. You know, he's, he's going to be excited that he's back playing ball. The team's going to be excited. Obviously he's the captain of the team. I think, uh, I think he's worth more than a touchdown, you know, change in the spread. So I'm riding with that. Cool. All right, Brett, you have a play here? No, I thought about this one, but I'm going to stay away from it. All right, uh, Chris, I agree with you. Um, all the reasons that you just gave us, Wake laying 12 and a half. Uh, no further explanation needed, and let's actually hear from 910 Coastal Barbecue. On to the smoke of the week for the game of the week. The number nine Baylor Bears travel to Utah to play the 21 BYU Cougars. We're going to smoke 
one of two things, one of two Utah delicacies here, either a cougar tail or funeral potatoes. You're going to tune into our IG on Saturday morning to find out which we chose there. Now, you may have noticed, didn't see any smoked boiled peanuts come up. Those are going to be coming up very shortly. We'll be getting that post up by tomorrow, Friday. We had some big happenings over at Nile Coastal Q last week. Myself, personally, I'd like to welcome Rhiannon Rose into the world here. I have a newborn daughter, so welcome to the world, Rhiannon Rose. Uh, one of our other of the trifecta, he was in Columbia. And then the third guy, just pretty lazy, couldn't do it. So we'll get that up this week. Don't worry, fans, we got you. And on, finally, to our pick of the week, we got Sam Hartman coming back for Wake Forest. Favorite by 12 and a half. They're going to smash Vanderbilt by way more than 12 and a half. We're taking Wake Forest. Sam Hartman is back. He's going to invigorate that team. They're going to blow out Vanderbilt. That's our smoky lock of the week. Thanks, guys. Back to y'all. Thank you, Chase, from 910 Coastal Barbecue. They're Piping hot pick of the week is Wake laying 12 in a hook along with myself and Chris. And like they just mentioned, the game of the week is BYU versus Baylor. So let's go ahead and jump into that. Uh, Brett, I believe you have a play there. I do. Um, I, I I think I at the very beginning of this this season I, I i like baylor to win the big 12 i like them to come into uh byu territory and i like them to cover the i think i had a what, two and a half or can get you three or three yeah i'll take it at three so i like baylor to cover the three right here i just think too much offensively and they're good good defense i like i like what david Rams is doing there so i was kind of shocked about this line not gonna lie uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about playing Baylor as well. I mean, they're coming off um, – BYU's coming off a 50-21 win at USF. Nothing really impressive about that, I don't think. But um, I guess the only thing that I was took me away from this was just BYU being at home. I don't know how that's going to affect the game. But I wouldn't be scared to lay Baylor with a field goal. No good read on this game. I think this is going to be a game where you find out a lot about both teams. So I thought it was best for me to stay away. But let's talk about the um, the, the cougar tail or the funeral potatoes. Just off the top of your head, Chris, which one would you pick? Uh, I don't know. It depends on if I want to be risky or not. Risky, I'd probably go for the cougar tail. I mean, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, I don't know. But I, I do like – you like potatoes, so yeah. I wonder what a cougar tail would taste like. Have you ever had cougar tail, Marcus? Never in my life. <laughs> Couldn't tell you where to get one. <laughs> I guess BYU. There you go. All right. Um, Chris, how many more plays do you have? Just so we all about end at the same. Mm, I got one, two, like maybe four more, three more. Okay, cool. Brett, you have about four more? Yeah, I got about three, four. All right. Well, it's natural. It seems like I have the most. But I have three plays on one game. So let's go ahead and go there. We're going to Austin, Texas, one of the most anticipated games of the season. 
because as always, we're about to find out if Texas is back. You know, we're typically leaning no for anything Texas, USC, or Notre Dame on this podcast. Um, the spread right now, um, 19 and a half is the best number we can get. This opened at 17, I believe, um, preseason. And in some places, we can see it's up to 20 and a half, maybe even 21 at an offshore book. So give me all the 19 and a half points I can take. I'm taking Bama to win the game. I don't really see this being close, and that's why I have two more plays for this game. I'm taking Bama first half, going back to that will that treated me so well the last two years. Bama laying 11 and a half points for the first half. And on top of that, let's go to the first quarter. Um, I think the first quarter score will probably be like 14 to 3, 14 to 7 if Texas is lucky. Uh, Bama's only a four and a half point favorite in the first quarter. I'll take that too. So give me Bama everything, game, first quarter, first half. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything on this game, but uh I've heard the stat about the first half for the roll tide. So I that's a smart bet. I like that bet. I mean, you know, if they're gonna blow them out, usually start pumping the brakes in the fourth. That's always kind of a risky bet. But first half, they're definitely gonna be covering more than at least two touchdowns. Yeah, I what, think what was the first half? First half eleven and a half points. Yeah, Quinn Ewers. He's he's ne- okay. He didn't play last year at Ohio State. Transferred into Texas, got the job. He's never had any boys of this caliber chasing him around. I think he's going to be shook pretty early on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I mean, spread twenty and a half. Bama just like just like every year. Bama's just on a whole different level of playing. It's just you know, it's like you think twenty one's a lot, but they could probably beat them by 35 if they really wanted. And this is another Saban former assistant. Yeah, which he, he likes to destroy usually. Yeah. I mean, if it – yeah, I'm staying away. I've thought about this game back and forth. But I'm like, maybe Texas actually will come compete there for a little bit. I mean, it's at Texas too, so that's – Yeah, of course, there will probably be a lot of Bama fans there too. Noon kick, noon kick. I was anticipating a night game. They just wanted to go ahead and get it over with them. <laughs> get this Bama blowout over <laughs> part of the day. <laughs> yeah, Bama, come get paid to beat us at home and yeah. go, going back to Tuscaloosa. All right, uh, Brett, go ahead and give us one. All right. I Listen, I've been back and forth on this one, but I we've been thinking this for the past six years, but I think this is the year that Matt Campbell – Campbell finally beats the Iowa Hawkeyes. So Iowa State is a three and a half dog. I think they're going to go into Iowa and get the get the win here. I mean, first of all, did we see Iowa seven to three against South Dakota? They didn't score a touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown. They had a, a field goal and two safeties to get to seven and three. Their offense is just awful to watch, but somehow, some way, they always beat Iowa State. But this year, this year is going to be different. They're going to – Iowa State's coming to town and they're going to take the dub here. Or they're going to at least cover. You wanted it four? Yeah. You know what? Give me a four. Yes, sir. You got it at four. Uh, Chris, any plays this game or any thoughts? Uh, no. I mean, this – I think just based off of what you said, this could be another underplay almost. You know I mean? If they're going to score – What is whatever, it? Over, under. 17 to 14 or something like that. I mean, that's – a lot of 40 cakewalk for the under yeah 40 and a half uh, I, I mean, mean that's that's, that's, a, that's a low under but i mean like you said if either team 
I don't see either team getting over 20. I mean, I mean, when you score seven points against freaking South Dakota, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the most boring game to watch, too. You oh, know, it's just, I can't even imagine being a fan. Of there. Points. All right, yeah. take us where you want to go, baby. Let's see. Next up, I have a 1 p.m. game with CMU over USA. Now, that's the USA, South Alabama, not the USA. So, But, no, I, this is an interesting pick. I don't, you know, two teams that not too many people probably know about, I guess. But it's a 1 p.m. game. Yeah, there you go. Nice. But, um, I don't know. Central, I mean, obviously, Central Michigan hung with Oklahoma State for a while last week. They did. Which, to me, was pretty crazy to even see that. I mean, that was, what, 58-44 is what I got here. Yeah, they put so, up a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, that I mean, Spencer Sanders back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, sure, it's Oklahoma State's first game. Maybe they're a little – maybe they're not number 11. Obviously, after that game, I probably wouldn't say they're number 11. But the fact that they hung with them like that, they're playing at home, they're playing, you know, South Alabama. I mean, I think they easily take the five. I got CMU minus five. Cool. You wanted it four and a half? Sure. I can get you four. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, bro, you could give me seven and I'd still feel good. Right. I'll, take, I'll take four. <laughs> Central Michigan laying four points against the Jags of South Alabama. Um, they yeah, dude, Oklahoma State. We were kind of like, is this happening? <laughs> is this really happening after they got out to a huge lead? They were up over 30 points at one time. Right. It? I didn't follow it. Oh, Brett, it was crazy. I just saw the final score, and I was like, my goodness. I was like, what, are they really missing Jim Knowles that much? Yeah, well, this almost goes to, like, to your point, Marcus, with the first half with the Alabama game, you know? I mean, they put the smack down on them, and all of a, all of a sudden the, the underdog kind of comes back and beats them, or hangs with them at least. Yeah, that yeah, that game was absolutely insane. Uh, CMU with a twenty-two point rally in the fourth quarter to uh to to scare them, but yeah, the starters had to come back in for the Cowboys. <laughs> I bet Gundy was pissed. Oh yeah, he he was he was tight. The, I bet those the the second the second team got chewed out this week one trillion percent. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll go next. Um, let's go up the board. Where do I want to take us? I got a couple good ones. And you guys aren't going to see this one coming right here. Um, UTSA, they have Army this week. I thought about taking the over or under for this um, for a quick second, but then I just kind of washed up and said, let me take the Roadrunners. Um, they're laying two points against Army. Or Oh, man, it looks like the best I can get now is two and a hook. Uh, I still like it there. I'm not scared of it. I just think they have a little bit more talent than Army. Um, Army at West Point typically plays pretty well, but UTSA has a much more explosive offense, so I can see them putting up a lot of points. And if it comes down to limited possessions um, with Army running clock, they may not have as many chances to score. So I really kind of liked two points here just because, you know, stuff can happen weird whenever you play a military service team and, like, clock constraints come get you. But I'll take the road runners laying two and a half um, up in West Point. I like it. Oh, yeah, I do too. I'm not going to touch it, but I like it. No, yeah. I was looking at it and I was thinking maybe the over, but like you said, I mean, there's going to be a lot of 
running and stuff, so it's hard to put points up when the clock's just running. I mean, they they had a heartbreaker last weekend against uh, Houston too. Yeah, they did. A- another game I was interested in. I'm sorry if one of you guys are taking it. Uh, Air Force. They where are they at? Where's their game? Their game. Yeah, they're playing Colorado. I wanted to take the over under. That came off the card early. It op- where did it open at? Their spread opened at. 45 and a half and yet jumped up to like 49 in some places um i wanted to take the over because air force threw up a bunch of points they think they had like 500 plus rushing yards and over 50 points last week i think in colorado can score too obviously like tcu that game kind of got lopsided in the end but i really liked the over there but losing about like five four points in value that had to come off the card yeah all right brett take us where you want to go all right, I'm going to uh, Gainesville. I, I was impressed with what I saw from the Gators this past weekend. I thought Anthony Richardson looked good. I mean, how how he didn't play most of the year last year and the, how Mullen was going with Emory Jones still does not make sense to me. But I thought that was a big one over Utah. Maybe Utah will be overrated as the year goes on. But I still like them against Kentucky. I like them to cover the six points here. I think it helps that it's at the Swamp against in Gainesville. I just don't see Kentucky coming in here and covering the six. I, I think Florida wins by a touchdown here. Anybody else touching this? Yeah, I don't have a play on this, but I thought about it for a little while, and I was almost leaning Kentucky's way. I think, you know, the Utah win that Florida had – I mean, you know, that could probably, you know, they might have some regression from that. And if they do, Kentucky came off a pretty good week. Yep. Uh, but you know, there wasn't enough swaying me that way. I think Florida gets it done at home and shows them why they're actually pretty good. So, yeah, I like the value. Um, was it four and a half? But that quickly jumped up to six. I think you're on the right side. I see Florida. I think six is pretty good push insurance, quite frankly. Right. Um, but, Florida, Florida can. Yeah, they can. <laughs> I, I still don't. I mean, I really don't know what Cam Rising was throwing at when he threw that pick. Honestly, yeah. I mean, he threw it like right to the guy. <laughs> I mean, that that would suck because you were literally a field goal away from tying it or whatever. But that was a really good, that was a really good football game. Yeah. Did, did you hear about that? Did you hear that they um so they were supposed to leave later that night or whatever, and they're their charter had like engine problems. Oh no. They, 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 they were in the Gainesville airport or whatever. And they, they were all like sleeping. They didn't have any food or anything like that. There was only TV, one TV in the room and it was playing the uh, Florida Utah game. <laughs> so they, they didn't end up leaving until like the next day, at, like 6 PM or something like that. So yeah. Talk about that would suck, but yeah. I don't know. I was impressed with what I saw from Florida. It's 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 good to see Florida decent. Don't tell Joe I said that. Yeah, college football's better when Florida's good. When the teams in the state of Florida are good, yeah. for sure. I agree. All right, uh, I'll take next play. One of my uh, trends this year is just looking at really really bad teams and trying to fade them in some form of another. So I kind of did that with Louisville's offense earlier on, taking the under sixty one and a half points against UCF. But a team I said in the chat room for half the distance to the goal, 
UNC Charlotte may be worse than UConn. They looked awful. Both games they played this season, and they're going – or Maryland's going coming to Charlotte this week. I don't say – I don't see Talia Tungavaloa having a, a bad time here. 26 and a half points, give them to me all day. I think Maryland can possibly beat UNC Charlotte by like 40-some points. Would this be the type of game that you pick a first half line on into? Let's see. Maryland first half, 14 and a half. Mm. Yeah. Opened at 14, now 16 and a half. That's kind of a strange number. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> not so confident. What's the over under? Yeah, what's the over under on it? Let's see the point total 30. 35, 34. Jesus. No, that's for the first half, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that is. Uh oh. Hold on. Let's go back into it. Spread. Total. Okay. Okay. That yeah. looks more like a 67. Like, wow, 35. <laughs> and a 65 and a half points for the game. If it goes over, it's only because Maryland scores 50. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to take this game, but put me on there. I like I like this cover. Nice. I feel bad for that guy because he's he's a nice guy too, the coach or whatever there. Yeah, I've heard him on I've heard him on a few interviews, and he just sounds like the nicest guy. But you know, I think he is a nice guy. But when you get blown out in week zero by FAU thirteen to forty three, and then you come back and lose at home to William and Mary twenty four <laughs> to forty one, I have no reason to think that Maryland cannot beat you by forty points. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And to, just saying it now, that's one of my favorite plays of the week. And watch it not hit. Watch Charlotte just get an influx of just good juju <laughs> and somehow like backdoor me here. But Maryland should have no points or should have no problem scoring 27 points and beating them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Chris, you're up. Let's take it to y'all mentioned Houston earlier. I got Texas Tech in that game. Texas Tech at home with Houston. It's a, uh, let's see, four o'clock game. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the spread. I got them at minus three. I'll take you're the taking, minus two and a half. <laughs> you're taking Houston? Or no, you're taking Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yeah. Cool. Gotcha. Wow, no, I saw, you know, Houston barely winning in a triple overtime game versus Texas Tech kind of just having a warm-up game against Murray State. You know, Houston's ranked, I think, what are they, 24th, 25th still? Yeah, they're yeah. still in the top 25, I believe. Yeah, so I don't – that's just kind of one of those teams I feel like they're ranked in the top 25. They could be anywhere from, you know, 25 to whatever, 50. <laughs> so I think Texas Tech takes care of it at home after Houston barely home with UTSA, triple overtime win, pretty crazy game. But uh, I got Texas Tech with the field goal on that, so. I think, I think that's an interesting game right there because – Next weekend they come to state, right? Because they they come to Carter Friendly, I think. Oh, next week, right? Seven o'clock kick in Raleigh. Yeah. So th- this is an interesting game because, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of unknown about Texas Tech, to be honest. So I'm not touching this, but I'm. This is kind of an under under the radar game, I think, this week. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a very good competitive football game. Yeah. Their, their quarter, Texas Tech quarterback first game was 14 of 16, 221, and four touchdowns. That's efficient. That's made easy solid. work. Yeah. You saw a line right there. Yeah, this is this would be interesting because be interesting to see what state has next week coming to town. Well, I'm I'm very nervous. I, I might try to go to that game next weekend, especially since it's a night game. Stop on by the tailgate. We'll be there. I have to. All right. Um, I have three plays. Brett, do you have market? <laughs> What'd you do? Pick the whole slate? <laughs> yeah. He likes the whole slate this weekend. How many how many more do you got? So you got uh, you got three more? Yeah, I have three. Okay. I only have one more. I have one that I like more than the other two, so I could make three. Uh, look, it's at your will. I'm not twisting your arm to do anything here. No, I mean, I, I played them, but they're not my hottest picks. Well, I'll let you think about it, and I'll go ahead and throw one out. Let's go back up to Pittsburgh. Um, the boys in Rocky Top, they're going north this year on the return trip to Pitt. Hendon Hooker, my guy, he should be starting quarterback for Virginia Tech, but because Fuente wanted to get fired, he somehow like let him walk. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Tennessee is a six-and-a-half-point favorite to Pitt. Ooh, I can actually get him at five and a half. Hell yeah, give me that. I see Vols winning by a touchdown here. I think Hendon Hooker is very explosive. Tennessee plays with tempo. They snap the ball within like seven to ten seconds on every possession that they have it. So very fast tempo. I can see a lot of points here. And if you give Hendon Hooker in that offense um, from Rocky Top a lot of chances, I see a lot of points here. So that could be an overplay. Um, if you want to swing it that way, the only issue I have with the team total is Pat Narduzzi likes to run the ball and slow the game down. So if you kind of get into a rock fight, think about Ohio State and Notre Dame. Like last week, Ohio State wanted to run a gun. Notre Dame said, no, we're slowing this bad boy down. And they ended up getting the cover. But Tennessee should be very explosive and very improved. I think they have a chip on their shoulder from last year for a game that opened at three points. I think five and a half is still really good value. So I'm taking old hen boss, my boy, and laying five and a half with the balls. Are you are you so upset he left? Can you, can you tell? <laughs> hey, hey, just so y'all know, he's a Greensboro product too. Yeah, man. Is he? Where do you go? Dudley, uh, I think. Dudley, I think he went to Dudley. Man, this one, I, I've gone back and forth on this one. I just, I can't get myself to take it, though. I Because I, I want to take Tennessee so bad, but I, I don't know. I, I, was, I was not impressed with Keaton Slovis really at all. I don't know if you guys were, but I, I wasn't really impressed with him against us, to be honest. I thought we rattled him quite a bit. Um. Their defensive line is good, but like you said, Tennessee likes to play with a lot of pace. I'll be honest, though, that crowd on Thursday night was – they showed up because I've never seen Pitt fans show up for a game. So if they, they'll probably have that same crowd again. So, I don't know. I just can't get myself to take this one, but I think this is going to be a heck of a game. This might be one of the better games of the weekend. Agreed. That could be fun to watch when it gets – High scoring, I think, like you said, Marcus and Brett, you know, it's just going to tempo, tempo, and it's going to be a lot of points. That's fun to watch. So, what, What's the point total? Um, Let me go back. Sorry. I think it was like 67. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely yeah. in the 60s. Yeah, I, I could see it kind of being like our game last week, which was what? 69 or whatever. So I, I could see it being about the same score as our game. Yep, I think that's a really good number. If Pitt slows that tempo down, under's definitely the play, but you never know. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Tennessee's defense, but they could not run the ball against us. So I think their secondary is still a little questionable, but I'm just going to rely on that SEC mantra of defense, <laughs> even though it's not been with Tennessee lately to hopefully give me a few stops. I spoke with Trevor about this game briefly. Um, and I think he's taking the ball, so. You know, I mean, I'll, is he a little biased, though, don't we think? I mean, yeah, he, he may be a little bit biased, but I'm also doing it for Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I respect that. All right, um, Chris, you want to give us one more of your plays? And I think I know which game Brett has left, so I'll go to that one for my next play. Um. Well, as I mentioned to you, I might put a fade Gary in there. So Gary's my dad. He got into sports betting. He's basically loses every bet he bets. So whatever he plays, he, he, t- he takes it so serious. He's researching all day. And he's like, I got Stanford. He's like, I got Stanford. I was like, who are they playing? USC. And he's like, yeah, but Stanford, man, Stanford's going to be good. You better watch out. So you already know I'm rocking with USC. I had him at minus eight. But – yeah, minus seven and a half. Seven and a hook's a little scary just because it's a little bit more than a touchdown. But I, this strategy has never proved me wrong. So if I get this one wrong, then hopefully he wins a lot of money this weekend. But I, I like USC, though. You know, they're they a strong team. What are they, like eighth or something, I think? Are they in top ten now? I think they were top ten, right? Let's check. They, they kicked some ass last week. Um, USC, yep, they're number yeah. ten. Yeah, I thought they were top ten. So, yeah, and I was looking here. I mean, you got Caleb Williams. So, I mean, Caleb Williams, he's warming up. He's going to show up, a ball out. Yeah, I'm not as worried about him being on the road or anything, playing playing Stanford. So, I think USC takes care of business with that. Plus, yeah. it's an easy fade Gary pick. This was actually on my card. I had this at nine, and I took it off. But it's a seven and a half, and I really want to take it. But I'm going to stay disciplined. I'm not throwing it back on. But I wish you luck. I agree with you for every reason. Um, I think USC just has a lot more talent than Stanford. Caleb Williams should light it up. Um, I see no reason why they don't cover. I love this play. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's still a little bit unknown about USC's defense. I, I think their offense is going to be perfectly fine. I think it's going to be their defense that's going to be the main thing that people wonder about. Yeah, even then, like, is Stanford going to hang with their offense? So, you know? Yeah, I think it's fair. It'll be a good game. All right, Brett, I'm going to read your mind. You're going Wisconsin, aren't you? No, I'm not. Who's, I don't even know who's Wisconsin, who's Wisconsin playing. They're playing Washington State. I'm not. I'm going – I think – I'm kind of disappointed that you don't know where I'm going to go right now. All right, well, hold that thought because I'll give my Wisconsin pick. Right. I thought you were going there. You usually love Wisconsin. No, I win. <laughs> do I hop on a Wisconsin bandwagon? If I wanted to watch paint dry, I'd do that instead. All right, well, I hope we can watch paint drying because it, for those of you who don't know, I'm across the country in the Pacific Northwest right now. I am in Seattle, and my wife, um, her family, and a lot of her um, like friends over here, they're Washington State fans. 
For those of you who don't know, Washington State almost lost to Idaho last week. And apparently, just from the report that I got, did not watch the game. Apparently, Washington State looked terrible the entire game. So this week, they're traveling um, to the Midwest, to Madison, 1230, sleepy kick for those boys in Wisconsin in that offensive line. They are a, what can I, 17 and a half is the best I can get. It went up by, I had 16 and a half, but I'll still take it at 17. Right there, right? Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, perfect. 16 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Badgers. Um, just from, I mean, dude, you don't almost lose to Idaho and go in and not get rolled by Wisconsin. I think they're going to put the, their paws on them, like whip them boys up. And I think it's going to be a long day for the Cougars. Yeah, I don't know enough about Wisconsin, but, uh, Washington State can't be that good after getting getting that game from Idaho. So that's terrible. All right. Uh, so I have one more play left. Uh, Brett, you have one more. And Chris, you have maybe a possible. Yeah, I can toss one out there. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Brett, go ahead. All right. So I'm going – we were on this team's bandwagon a little bit last year. I mean, that should give it away right there, but – Arkansas, my Sam Pittman's. Um, Eight-point favorite against USC. I thought they looked good against Cincinnati this past weekend. Spencer Rattler was running for his life this past weekend. I mean, the, their offensive line is terrible. I think Arkansas, I like them to cover the eight here. I think they're going to just destroy South Carolina's offensive line, get to Rattler. And I just – I like them to cover the eight here. I just – I think they're going to be too much. Their defense is going to be too much. K.J. Jefferson is a beast of a quarterback. I just like them. I like them here in this spot. I'd probably take it even if it was at 10. I, I see them winning by two touchdowns here. Damn. I, I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. I mean, all I saw was just USC's offensive line just awful. We're talking about a good defense right here in Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas should get back there and make it hell for him. So I think Arkansas is a smart play. Uh, Chris, you're you're not on this one. No, I mean I would play it, yeah, but I got a different game. Okay, lay it on us. Well, I skipped it at first, but I'll go back to it. UNC Georgia State. I was wondering if that was going to come. It's, on, it's only right, you know. I had to raise up PD Pablo. I got to play, put a Carolina play in there, so. Uh, I mean, right now I think I have a little parlay with the spread and the over, but if I had to be more confident about one of them, I would probably just do the over. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good play. Uh, It's 64 and a half, bro. Like, they put up 69 by themselves last week. So, and Georgia State, I think we just saw they put up 21 against South Carolina or something, so – if it's going to be a close game, which I guess it looks like it's going to be, it's going to be a shootout. So I don't think Carolina's defense is going to have it figured out. They played like crap the first game. They might figure it out, but it's not going to be – I don't think they're ready to, you know, show off their defense and it's going to be like a, you know, three-score game with a low score. It's going to be a, still be a shootout. And Drake May and them, they're going to throw the ball around. They'll have fun. It's – 12 o'clock game, so Mac will be up, you know, so <laughs> I, I just I just can't see it not being an over game here. Uh, All right, I'll, I'll give you 64, uh, the best number we can get. Good luck. 
Um, I, I don't see any reason they can't do it if their defense plays the same. And again, I don't, I don't really understand Chapel Hill because they've had three pretty damn good recruiting classes. It's not a talent. And Gene Chizik should be coaching this fairly well. The thing that bothered me was during the app game. And again, so when we were at ECU for the NC state game during commercial timeouts, because this was on ESPN. So there was a trillion commercial timeouts with the sun beating down on us. They were broadcasting the app UNC game on the jumbotron. So we saw everything that was going on. And after a big play, it's like the Chapel Hill defense all looked around, you know, that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. I thought you had them. I thought you had them. <laughs> that's what they were doing. That's class. That's classic Carolina defense there. Hands on the hips. What just happened? Where's the ball? <laughs> I mean, the fact that they let them drive down the field with – how much time was left? Like, I can't, I don't even remember the time left. It had to be like – It was like effortless. I mean, it was just like 25, 30 yards. Just like – and there was nobody guarding them. And this was Chase, a Chase Bryce-led offense. I know. Right, yeah. I'm talking about a guy that couldn't even – he struggled at Duke. Exactly. I mean, my and the fact, That's what I'm saying. The fact that, you, like you mentioned, Marcus, the recruiting class is supposed to be strong on defense, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, this – and if, if Chase – I mean, the guy was wide open for the two-point conversion, too. He just <laughs> missed him, bro. That would have been he it. Yeah. Wide open. Oh All he had to do was just keep running. I know. I mean, he just turned back and just decided to fall. Back. It's one of those like I'm too wide open. I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. that's a great way to put it. Um, good luck when you're over. I, yeah, see, I see over 64 with you. I mean, if it's anything like last week, in my 70 might have been okay with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, there was, what was there over 120 combined points last week? I mean, I think I think there's no doubt that Carolina's going to score. I think Carolina is going to going to score forty easily, probably. I mean, Drake May, Drake May is no he's no joke. I mean, the off is Josh Downs back? He should yeah, be. I think he's supposed to be back. Yeah. I mean, they were scoring that many points last week without him. Right, he's their main playmaker. Both the running backs look good too. Yeah, yeah, I think you should be good on the over there. All right, good pick, and um, I'll close this out. My last play of the game I have pulled up here, UVA in Illinois. Illinois' quarterback used to play at Syracuse, Tommy DeVito. Um, but I, looking at this game, I don't really understand why UVA is the underdog here. I know they're going to Champaign, but Brennan Armstrong's coming back again. I, I know Richmond was a little shaky for them from what I saw on the stat lines and like clippings that I read. But when it comes down to it, Brendan, Brendan Armstrong or Tommy DeVito. I'm going to take the guy who threw for the most passing yards last year in uh, Brendan Armstrong. So give me UVA uh, plus four and a hook if that's the best I can get it at. I think they get it done on the field. Like, I don't even think they really need to like backdoor this one for me. I just don't think Illinois is worth a damn. They never really have been in UVA at least like has accomplished like something decent within the last couple of years and has a quarterback who is proven to be pretty good and probably an NFL draft pick. So give me the Cavaliers plus four and a hook. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that play. I, I mean, Illinois, they lost a heartbreaker to uh, in the end of this past weekend, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good play. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of checked it out just to kind of see what was on the board, and I, when I saw Brendan Armstrong's name, I was like, this dude's got to be 30. Has he been there for, like, five years now? Yeah, he's, he's been, been there at the same time uh, Hunter Renfro was at Clemson. Yeah, that, so, I mean, that COVID year just gave all these athletes another year. 
right six year senior now or something yeah it's it's but, wild yeah i mean dude's been there forever he's breaking records so that's a safe play i think all right is is everyone else tapped out yeah i'm all good i need a good week this week i need to at least be above 500 yeah i'm good on my picks i feel pretty good but you know that's never a good feeling man look at marcus's board right there yeah you sure you don't have another pick marcus it's eight games total but one game has three picks it's it's a, it's a big card I'm, ho- I'm hoping for an eight no weaker what's that you, you better hope it's a good week you better hope bama plays well because that's three of your picks yeah bama starts off slow you yeah you're too high. Right so you know what it's not gonna happen so let's go ahead and recap our sponsor is now an Old Coastal Barbecue. The piping hot pick of the week is Wake laying 12 and a half points when they go down to Nashville and play Vanderbilt. Uh, Sam Hartman should be back. And then check out their Instagram page, 910 Coastal BBQ, to see either a cougar tail on the smoker or funeral potatoes, I believe it was. Both sound very good. Sounds like they go good together. They should probably just do both. And then let's jump into our guest card, Chris Collins, C-Squared. Thanks for joining us. This was really fun. We hope to have you back in the future. Chris's card, starting tomorrow night, Louisville plus six, Wake land two and a half points. Central Michigan, four-point favorite. Texas Tech land two and a half against Houston. USC, seven and a hook favorite against the Stanford Cardinal. And then he's taking his boys and I'll play defense again. Chapel Hill, Georgia State, over 64 points we will jump to my card it's fairly long so bear with me Louisville UCF under 61 in a hook Louisville's offense did not look very good last week and I don't expect them on a quick turnaround shorter week to get it dialed up um University of Texas San Antonio two and a hook favorite against Army get it done for me Wake is a 12 and a half point favorite Against Vanderbilt, also agreeing with Chris there. And then three plays in Bama versus Texas. Bama whole game, laying 19 and a half. Bama first quarter, laying four and a hook. And then Bama first half going back to that well. They are 11 and a half point favorite in the first half. Jumped on Maryland, laying 26, 26 and a half points against UNC Charlotte. Tennessee got them at a very good number of five and a half. Um, going to Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, 16 and a hook favorite against Wazoo, and then UVA plus four and a half against the Fighting Illini. Brett's card, game of the week, Baylor versus BYU. He is taking the favorite Baylor, laying three points. He is on Iowa State, Matt Campbell and the Cyclones, four-point underdog against the Hawkeyes. Florida laying six against Kentucky. He also jumped on Maryland, laying 26 and a hook against UNC Charlotte, and then our favorite team on this podcast, Arkansas podcast, Wu Pig Sui, Sam Pittman, and the boys laying eight against Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. Wu Pig Sui. Did you have Baylor or BYU being the favorite there? Baylor. It's, it's BYU's the favorite. So you got Baylor plus three. Yeah, I got Baylor plus three. Good mental note. Brett's correction, Baylor plus three. All right, was everything else correct? Yeah, I just – I hope Bama plays well for you because, <laughs> I mean, I hope they don't have an Auburn game like they did last year. This would be a tough game for the streak of first halves to end. <laughs> it really would. I, I'm interested to see that game, though. I'm re- I'm into, I'm interested to see Quinn Ewers or whatever his name is. I, I'm interested to see how he plays because, I mean, that's a tough first test for you right there, to be honest. 
Yeah, it is. Um, but I'm, I'm trusting in Saban in that offense and the defense too. Will Anderson, go chase the hell out of him and make him throw a lot of bad balls and interceptions, and I think we'll be just fine. Who, who's your uh, favorite for Heisman real quick right now after week one? It's hard not to say Bryce Young, right? I mean, he went out there and did, did what he had to do. C.J. Stroud, he didn't look great against Notre I Dame. Think, I didn't think he'll, so either. He'll get his footing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of crazy to see without uh, Jackson uh, Smith and the Jigba how that offense really struggled without him. I mean, that that was a little concerning, not going to lie. But, yeah, I'm with you, Bryce Young. I, I would really like to see Will Anderson ball out the whole year and I actually get a defensive player to win. So you're going to have like three guys sitting there at Heisman night, all from Alabama, you know, yeah. that's usually how it goes, but I'd play Bryce Young right now too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, but all right, guys, again, Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you. 910 Coastal barbecue for keeping the lights on, on the show. And thank you, Brett, as always, my co-host for joining me. Um, we will talk a lot more about this this weekend and as the games fold out. But other than that, uh, we'll chop it up, boys. Hey, enjoy the NFL tonight, fellas. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. All right, bye. See you guys.